0: I'm excited about today's call because um, our our presenter of Grace Marriage has uh, had a major impact on the life of Centerpoint Christian Church. I think we probably can all uh, remember life-changing conversations. You probably can count those in your life on maybe one hand. You say, I remember that conversation. It was a turn in a direction of my life. And that conversation for me uh, with Grace Marriage took place a little over five years ago. We uh, we had started the church, and uh, I don't know, the church was four or five years old, and one of the guys who was one of our early elders called me up. He had moved away uh, to a whole other city, several hours away. He called up and said, Brian, I want you to meet my buddy, Brad Rhodes. Would you ha- let him come and share with you about Grace Marriage? And as many of us preachers do, we get those calls and those invites and we're like, I don't want to sit with that person. I don't have the time. I don't want in their sales pitch. I don't want to hear it. But because of who the guy was, uh, he was one of our elders. He said, trust me, I won't be waste your time. I said, "Okay, tell Brad, he can come by. I'll give him, you know, 30, 45 minutes. And we just gathered up in a side room over here. And um I'm not much of a feely touchy guy, but that moment was like a Holy Spirit moment all over me. Like God is answering prayer. I, I even say I got Holy Spirit bumps, which really don't happen much in our Christian church uh, world, so to speak. But I was like, "Okay, God, I, I'm hearing you. We've been praying about how do we can we help marriages better. You have put this man who's crazy about marriage right in front of my face." And Brad did not hold back. Uh, Brad I'm sure will share his story but he used to be a lawyer and so in his lawyer way he just asked me some tough questions and I couldn't get around answering them and that was a little over five years ago and so we started partnering with Grace Marriage and how do we disciple marriages to to avoid the crisis marriage. Brad will tell you more about that. Probably in my 30 years of ministry the best thing I've ever done to help marriages And if you strengthen the marriages in your church, your churches will be healthy and stronger. Your youth ministry will get better. Your children's ministry will get better all the way across the board. And we are really starting to see the fruits of an ongoing discipling program for our marriages. And so um, this year, I said to Brad, I said, I want to help you guys. And we're just trying to help expand because what they're doing needs to be in every single one of our churches. And every single denomination needs to be doing grace marriage. Last year, we had a Catholic church come and be part of our Grace Marriage, and now we have Grace Marriage being taught in five different Catholic churches across our city, and Brad can share about that, but um, I want to give him as much time as possible. It's for you guys to hear about Grace Marriage and uh, the great impact they're making to rescue and help people keep healthy marriages. I'll turn it over to Brad and Jeremy. Brad's the founder. Jeremy's his right-hand man, helps everything run, and so they're both on here, So I'll give it to you guys.
1: Okay, well, honored to be here with you guys. Apologize for the the voice. Believe it or not, it's about fifteen times better than it was two days ago. So we're progressing. The um, I, Brian's right. I was a civil litigation attorney for twenty two years, and just made that natural transition into full time marriage ministry. Just joking, of course. But. Um, just want to kind of give you a little background about how Grace Marriage came about, and then I'll share kind of the vision for it, and then let Jeremy share how it works. But so I was with, working at a big firm in Nashville, Tennessee, in civil litigation, doing commercial defense, and had um, decided I wasn't going to date for a year. And then I, all of a sudden, I, then I met Marilyn and was married within eight months, and, uh, and it was just like I just. Couldn't believe she existed, much less that she was interested in me. I mean, loved Jesus, never strayed. We had an amazing dating experience. Uh, we didn't have one fight until our wedding day and um, at the reception. So it was, I mean, we literally had a fight at the reception, and my wife had the thought, oh, no, he can be a jerk. Well, she first learned that, fortunately, after she walked down the aisle. When, you, when you're marrying up, you got to lock them in early so they don't get rid of you. So just of course. But, um, but our first year of marriage, we settled in and did marriage pretty much like the culture does. Um, I went in, I left my big firm to build a new practice. Marilyn was getting her master's in social work. We got really busy. Marriage was not our primary focus. And as a result, our marriage stagnated and got complacent very quickly. Marilyn was very disillusioned in our marriage um, to the point where she cried consistently and within a year prayed, Lord, am I sentenced to a life of this? I mean, absolutely miserable. Uh, I didn't understand what her problem was. I mean, I figured, I, from my viewpoint, everything was fine. I mean, I, I really thought if she would just settle in and accept our reality, we'd be okay. Um, fortunately, she was unwilling to do that. Within our first year, Marilyn had a, really a revelation from the Lord. It's like she said, "I almost heard God say, Marilyn, I'm enough for you. You know, you you don't need Brad." In fact, she came to me and said, "Brad, I don't need you." I remember it kind of shocked me back a bit. It's like, I didn't know where it was going. But then she said, but let me ask for your forgiveness. I've been asking from you, but only the Lord Jesus Christ can give me. My beauty, my satisfaction, my security, my everything comes from Christ and Christ alone. It does not come from you. It will not come from you. She She goes, I will be your wife and I will try to serve you and love you, as scripture says, but I am off your roller coaster. My joy, my everything's no longer hitched to how much attention you give me and how nice you are to me. So our marriage became stable. It did it still wasn't great because I was still in the marriage. And um, and then God broke me. Um, I had an uncle that forced me to go to a marriage conference. And when I say forced, I mean forced. I mean, I mean cleared my schedule at work, cleared my schedule at home, bought my ticket, invited Marilyn's dad before she called before he called me. So he kind of forced it. And I learned you don't have to want something from God for God to give it to you. And I mean, I went there and I felt like I was a pretty good guy, successful lawyer, successful practice, respect in the community. I left that conference feeling like an absolute nothing, like a complete entrepreneurial driven, selfish, success oriented guy that ignored his wife and dishonored God. And I, But he gave me a godly sorrow and, you know, which is the godly sorrows and excitement to change. So I just came back and told and I said, look, the only thing that's going to be different is everything. I've taken the best gift God's given me other than salvation. And I've treated it like garbage for a year. And that's all going to change today. And our marriage just took off immediately. Marilyn's relying on Jesus, the grace of Christ. I'm being intentional in our marriage. <clears throat> and our marriage just exploded and just love being married. So I'm moving toward how Grace Marriage came about because we worked with youth for 10 years. And then after we the youth started getting in their early to mid-20s, they started asking us to do their premarital. And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, we want what you guys have. We want to do, we want marriage like you guys do marriage. And they didn't ask our pastors, they asked us. So we started doing more and more marriage. Maryland's got a counseling background. I started a marriage group. Uh, you know, I I don't know why God gave us such favor with marriage. We had about a two-year waiting list to be in our group. God, for some reason, gives the ability to help couples do better. So I ended up being ordained pastor of marriage at our local church. And when I was ordained pastor of marriage, I looked at our church, and we did premarital counseling, and we did crisis counseling. But we had no strategy for the marriage. There was no marriage discipleship, no marriage shepherding, and I thought... No wonder so many couples are conformed to the patterns of the world and they're busy and distracted and their marriages either end in divorce or they're boring, functional, coexistent relationships that God gets no glory from. If the church doesn't teach people how to do marriage and have a platform to disciple them in marriage, they're going to get sucked into the vortex of the world and they're going to end up in that same predicament. So I set out to create a discipleship shepherding structure for churches to use in marriage. So I borrowed from my business coaching experience when I was in the law practice, my brother, who's my law partner and co owner of the firm, we're in strategic coach. It's a business coaching platform. Their model is once every 90 days, get out of your business and you work on your business. You don't talk about day to day stuff. What you do is you cast vision, you set goals, you work together and you make sure your business is growing. And we did that for six years and in six years our business had doubled or tripled and my work week was down to about 32 hours a week and i realized if you're intentional with something it grows and if you're not it stagnates and i thought why wouldn't that work in marriage what if couples got out of their marriage once every 90 days and worked on their marriage what do we want to experience what's going well what can we work together to improve We revisit the grace of Jesus and recognize that all our hopes in his forgiveness and grace, not in our performance. And then we set out to bring him much glory in how we love one another. So in 2012, we tried that in our local church. We're a a community church now of about 700, 800. And it it took off. I mean, we expected about, you know, we had enough materials and stuff for about 15 couples. We had them lined into the sanctuary. And I saw the need, people want better marriages, but they don't know how to get them and the church isn't providing a strategy for them. So we had 54 couples in a church of the time, about 300 people come forward. And it's, it's like in, in a marriage, one of the two people in the marriage, one of them wishes the marriage was much better than it is and the marriage is vulnerable. So in 2012, we launched it in our local body. Jeremy did all the graphics and all the layout. And and then 2015, I just realized that our church isn't alone. Most churches have left the marriage space largely open. And unless the church fills it in a salt and light, we're gonna continue to see this decline. So I felt God's call to leave the law practice completely with a a vision that it would be standard operating procedure in every Bible-believing church to shepherd and serve marriages. And just watching marriages fall apart and waiting till they're at the point of divorce to pour a ton of money and resources in them. It's just a bad strategy. I mean, our strategy in our church, you know, our first contact with a couple was when they called us and told us they hated each other and they wanted a divorce. And then we pour a ton of pastoral time, ton of money, ton of resources, and then we lose about 85% of them. I'm like, that's just a bad strategy. A better strategy is to go upstream, catch them while they're stable, pour into them, teach them to do it well, make sure they're prioritizing it get them on a growth path and then they never sniff crisis much less experience it so in 2015 left the law practice completely 2017 we launched our first churches Um, uh, center point in lexington was one of our early adopters and they've been a primary encourager of ours but god is really moving in the marriage space you know i tell churches now it's happening every church is gonna have an ongoing marriage ministry. And you can either be on the front end or back end of it because you can't overcome family dysfunction with weekly youth and children programming. You have to impact the family they're growing up in. And it's, it's, you know, our church was doing a lot of upstream stuff, you know, downstream stuff with children and youth, but not upstream stuff shoring up the home they're being raised in. So to have a good family ministry, it's a three-legged stool, marriage, children, and youth. And if one is missing, the stool doesn't stand. And so it's been super encouraging. And we're now in 25, 26 states. Um, We get calls consistently. Hey, we want to shepherd and disciple marriages. Help us. We have seven years of curriculum. We have an ongoing platform. We have multiple methodologies. We have. Both quarterly and one that integrates into small groups, um, that's it, delivered in hourly bites. But it's super exciting right now. It really is because I really believe we're on the front end of a major ma- marriage movement. I believe God's in the process of restoring His order from the family, and I believe the local church has to be on the front end of it. And as I was preaching in Atlanta not long ago, and the pastor said he asked for forgiveness of his entire church, and he said if our marriages don't work, nothing we don't work, nothing we do works our finances break down, our kids break down, our youth break down, unless we have healthy, vibrant gospel attractional marriages, Christ and the church, husband and wife. Stagnancy of marriage is a barrier to the gospel. Couples radically loving one another in front of this world is a platform to usher people into a relationship with Jesus. And so I can't tell you how excited I am. I'd sound more excited if I could talk better, but it's, um, Things are now moving. Things are happening. I feel like the germination stage is over, and things are now taking off in the church. Is honored to be talking to you guys. I hope every one of your church adopt an ongoing, proactive strategy in marriage. The reactive thing has been proven not to work. Plus, just a conference or study base doesn't work because there's a reversion to previous norm. It's like a steroid shot in the rear. You get all excited, you get better, but then you kind of revert back to previous patterns. We have to shepherd and disciple consistently over time. So that's a little of the vision piece. Jeremy, I'll let you jump in and kind of let them know kind of what our church support specialist model is and how we actually serve churches.
2: Sure. Adam, I want to make sure we're we're on time. How long do I have here?
3: Yeah, you're going great. Usually uh, we kind of speak for about 30, 40 minutes and make it available for questions and answer (coughs) question time. So you guys are doing Great. great.
2: Just to kind of piggyback on what Brad was talking about is, uh, you know, the lack of uh, a substantive marriage ministry in a lot of churches, 72% of churches right now, according to a communio study, have no substantive marriage ministry. Over 80% contribute no budgeting dollars to marriage ministry or relationship ministry. Um, You know, and then we look and there's been a 900% increase in cohabitation over the last 50 years. You've got younger people that, you know, they're, they're considering not even marriage or they're waiting longer. And, and we've got to have marriages that reflect the gospel. There's got to be something attractional. Um, and, and for us to just rail at the culture for acting like they're lost because they are lost at what they're attempting to do with marriage and, and all of that. So we've got, we've got to show them something different before we can tell them something different because um, we, we've got to uh, provide our young people a model for marriage uh, that they want to emulate. Uh, there's got to be something attractional about it. So, you know, with that said, I'm going to uh, share my screen and just kind of share the models. And, and as Brad said, you know, it was less of a desire to create a program and more of a desire to create a pathway of discipleship. Um, so so and essentially, that's why we've come to seven years of curriculum is to create that pathway my wife and I have been in a grace marriage group since 2012. We were in that pilot group. We are still in the same exact group that we started with in 2012. So as you can imagine, since 2012, a lot of couples have experienced different seasons. So in that group, I can see times where their marriage could have been crushed. Some of them were church leaders that walked through some tough times in church leadership, You you saw health issues, job changes, kid issues, but they were navigating life while it was still manageable. They were pouring into their marriage. They were making sure that they were taking time to connect, plan, talk to make sure that life didn't get away from them. Um, And the way we do that from a practical standpoint is one of the biggest barriers for churches, uh, actually, two would be one, staff time, two, budgeting dollars. You know, I just quoted that 80% stat that has no marriage ministry budget. So for us, what we've done is we've created a lay-led participant-paid marriage ministry where Grace Marriage attempts to do as much of the heavy lifting as possible. Um, From from a model standpoint, we have a quarterly model. Uh, The way this works is you meet four hours every 90 days. So it's a good check-in time. We have the ability to say, what. You know, what do we want to plan for next quarter? What are the areas that we really want to pour into our marriage? What are things that are coming up that could be a barrier to uh, intentional one on one time? But we have the ability to look back on the last quarter what went well? What didn't go so well? What were plans that we laid out that we weren't able to accomplish? So that way, we're constantly looking back and looking forward and always moving forward in our marriage. So that 90 day increment is really perfect for that. I mean, you see it in business, obviously, and you see it in other, uh, probably in churches and other organizations where you're doing a 90-day strategy meeting. It's a good sequence to be able to get into. Uh, Every quarter, each couple has their own participant guide. Actually, each spouse has their own participant guide. Each lesson or each participant guide has five to six lessons. So in a four-hour period, you're gonna go through lessons that are really fast-paced that are interactive, you have video content, you have some reading, you have worksheets, you have individual couple discussion, you have group reflection time. So we've got it set to where it where it moves really fast. We can help you implement this into smaller groups or larger groups. So what Grace Marriage does is we have these two models, but we come alongside the church and help them nuance based on their culture, their context, their discipleship rhythms, whether they like to do things in really large groups or smaller groups, whether they've got home groups. Uh, we train their facilitators. So we have church support specialists that walk alongside the church. We have church um, training di- videos online. And then, and then each model also includes Grace Marriage at Home, which I'll get to that. So that's the quarterly, quarterly model, four hours every 90 days. Then we have another model that fits more in line with a traditional small group. So this would be, you meet 12 times per year, and you meet for one lesson at a time. So generally 80 to 90 minutes, that includes some fellowship time, but this works great if you wanna do, let's say six weeks in the spring, six weeks in the fall, and that's your rhythm for marriage discipleship. Uh, we have some churches that do one lesson per month. So you're meeting, your marriage groups meet from for 80 to 90 minutes, 12 times per year. Again, we can help implement this in small groups, whether it be in homes or on a Wednesday night, or it can be done in larger groups where you may meet with, you know, 50 or 60 couples in a fellowship hall. Um, And again, Grace Marriage at Home is included in this. Now, is Grace Marriage at Home to explain that? This is not necessarily the church ministry. This is an individual couple platform. So this is something that we created as COVID kind of started coming on, realizing that churches weren't gonna be meeting, small groups weren't gonna be meeting. We wanted to pivot quickly to provide support to those churches that had grace marriage groups where we could reach couples individually. So we created Grace Marriage at Home, which is built on a learning platform. They get monthly videos, teaching videos by Brad and Marilyn and some other folks. Uh, they get downloadable worksheets. They get bi-weekly bonus emails. So those bi-weekly bonus emails include everything from helpful articles to downloadables, conversation starters, different things like that. That model is also a subscription model for couples that are outside of the Grace Marriage Church. So they have the ability to go on our website, sign up for $12.99 a month, be able to invest in their marriage and get consistent resources poured into their marriage. So it helps them stay on a pathway of discipleship through that Grace Marriage curriculum. Um, From an investment standpoint, Again, I told you that $12.99 a month is what it is for Grace Marriage at Home. But in the other models, we wanted to build something where couples were investing in their own marriage. A church could really do a high-level marriage ministry without having uh, little to no budget. So for the weekly-slash-monthly model, depending on how it's implemented, we priced that very similar to Dave Ramsey's financial piece, if you guys have done that before. And we priced that at $99 per year per couple. So essentially the way it works is the couples pay $99 a year. They get four books. So they get four participant guides. Those participant guides are divided up in six lessons per book. So they get four books total, plus they get Grace Marriage at Home. So essentially they get another $150 in value from Grace Marriage at Home, and it really helps to fill those gaps. So if you do six weeks in the spring, six weeks in the fall, you have consistent content that's coming to them during that gap, uh, whenever that gap would be. The quarterly model, there's double the content, double the number of books because you're meeting four times, uh, times two spouses, so you have eight books total. This model, they pay $200 per year per couple. So essentially they're investing the cost of a date night every quarter for four hours of marriage coaching or four hours marriage enrichment, all of their materials, and everything is supplied to the church at no cost. Teaching videos, church support specialists, promo materials, promo videos, posters, everything from a tablecloth for signups to go on your fo- in your foyer to if you have a hospitality person, we're sending an apron with the Grace Marriage logo on it. So anything and everything you need, flyers is all supplied to the church to really promote and launch well. Um, so that gives you, gives you some insight we're in the process right now of launching our new church portal. So we've designed a turnkey platform for a church to be able to manage their entire marriage ministry, utilizing the Grace Marriage curriculum, and to be able to get live data from their couples that are signing up. We're beginning to ask couples various questions as they onboard into this portal to give some global data back to the church leaders as far as you know what are their number one struggles. Now, we don't individually supply that information to the individual leader just from a privacy standpoint, but global metrics. We're going to be adding more and more global metrics so that way a church leader can really have a pulse on where are people struggling right now. Maybe there's an additional curriculum you want to add into it or a program. so again, this is something that we are, we've got two churches that are piloting this, this right now, kind of working through any bugs, but we will be rolling this out soon, which will also take care of uh, billing and onboarding. You can message participants through this. Uh, so we really think that this is gonna be a great asset to the local church. So I know that was a lot of information from both of us. So.
1: And, and just to tell, just just to piggyback on Jeremy, like here's how it works. Like Marilyn and M- M- I've been in a group since 2012 as well. We had a real difficult January. I mean, my wife had foot surgery. My son had a complex fracture, dislocation, ankle, nine screws, plate, total car, car wreck, CT scans. We just decided to have a big January. So our marriage just like I was so dominated with details. Marilyn stressed our marriage is kind of flat. We go to our session. We plan out fun things to do. We say, look, we got to get on track and make sure we're enjoying each other. And since our group, we've probably had the best six weeks or two months of our entire marriage, you know, but we just stopped. Everything's okay. A lot of life's happened. Let's get on the same page. and uh, Let's make sure we're connecting deeply emotionally. Let's make sure we're prioritizing the physical relationship. Let's make sure we're getting time together but if we don't stop we just get sucked into this whirlwind so what it does it allows us to kind of push reset and continue the growth process and i love marriage love being married to Marilyn. and it's there's no ceiling with god so it's like it, it just keeps getting better so it's a and that's what we want is we want people to growth mentality in their marriage so it's not our goal is to make it till death do us part i mean what the, our goal is to grow close and enjoy one another every year And as lead pastors and shepherds, you know, we need to be setting an example, example for the flock, you know, because really the key is pastor's marriages, because great pastor marriages will organically move the flock forward, you know, so we're so thankful for all the pastors that are participating as well. But we can, we can now just open it up to questions if you'd like, Adam, or if, if you.
3: Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. Thanks for sharing and just your story and your journey. And these just look like incredible tools. I've been like multitasking, looking at the website (laughs) Mm -hmm. kind of simultaneous here. So yeah, let's open the floor for questions or feedback or uh, thank yous or yeah, just would love to hear from, (laughs) from pastors with any questions you might have. I've got I've got a question. Uh, this is Doug Crozier uh, from the Solomon Foundation. Uh, how many churches are you currently involved with with some level of a program?
1: We have 135 churches now that have ongoing marriage ministry platforms, and we're adding about eight to 10 new churches every month now. Things in the last about four months have just really taken off. And we're in about 26 states right now.
3: And um, what... Uh, what's the fee schedule for the church, or is this is it mainly passed on directly to uh, the the uh, couples that participate? It's
2: Everything is built into the couples' participation fees. So yeah. all the support. Uh, every church has a church support specialist assigned to them, and they will essentially be your person that helps walk you through promotion, launch planning, training, um, and they consistently stay with you. Uh, for the entire time that a church uses Grace Marriage Curriculum,
1: yeah. the only thing the church usually does is hospitality, providing nice coffee, nice snacks, and if and if, if feasible, childcare. Some do, some don't.
3: Okay, how many Restoration Movement Christian churches or Churches of Christ do you have uh, within that 130 some?
1: we have a lot of uh, church of christ and independent christian church the church christian church has been very in fact one of the churches that's piloting the portal is owensboro christian church which is about yeah. a person, first eighteen hundred person church here locally a northview christian uh southeast christian in louisville is is doing it with their staff with a view to launch it campus wide in 2024. um so we, we a lot of churches of christ in the nashville area donaldson church of christ brentwood hills church of christ has done it so we We've, we, we've been blessed with favor among denominations, but really been blessed with favor in the in the Restoration Movement churches.
3: Okay, thank you.
4: Brad or Jeremy, uh, Dr. Wes Beavis here. Um, I have a question with regard to the divorce rate um, amongst uh, we know we know out in the out in the secular culture that's somewhere between forty and fifty percent of all marriages end in divorce. Um, a little harder to find a statistic of dedicated Christians who you know walking in the, the, the walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, both couples. Do you have any statistics on on divorce rates for couples that are you know operating at a premium? Uh, grace marriage level, I I would imagine it's very, very minimal. But uh, I I'd be interested in any
1: thoughts you have on that. But one, I if I ever start a radio show, I'm going to put you on it. Um, I like listening to you talk, man. But um, but there there's some discouraging stats that are misleading. So you hear the divorce rate's the same in the church as it is outside the church, and, and that's just not accurate because basically what they've done is they just, if you identify as Christian, if you add in variables, like you attend church at least two or three times a month, you know, the more active couples are in their local church, the the lower the divorce rate among believers. So it's not as discouraging as the culture would tell you. Uh, The couples that prioritize marriage, that spend significant time together and that talk daily, the divorce rate's extremely minimal. I mean, you guys have done crisis counseling. How many of them come to you and they say, you know, we go on a date once a week, we talk every day, we just don't know what happened. You don't hear that. What you hear is, we don't talk at all, we don't spend time together. They experience this drift and that drift's been going on for years by the time they get to you guys. In fact, the Gottman studies show that there's The average couple's been unhappy in their marriage six years before their first contact with a pastor or a counselor. So that's why it's a must that we go upstream and engage them pre-crisis to give them patterns in their life that avoids the crisis. So to answer your question, the divorce rate's a real, it's a weird topic because there's anywhere between 37 and 50%, you know, if you look at all the different ways of calculating it. The, the troubling thing is the marriage rate. The marriage rate has really gone down among younger people. That's the, that's, that, that's, that's, that's the big thing. But if a younger generation sees 37 or 40 to 50% of couples in a divorce and the rest of them look like this boring coexistent relationship, they're not gonna be drawn to that. People are drawn to beauty. And unless the church teaches people to be married beautifully, Marriage is in trouble. And if we lose marriage, we lose everything. It's the foundation of the family. And the family is the foundation of the church.
0: Hey, Dr. West, let me just tell you from real life experience, what we've seen at center point. We have 56 couples participate in our grace marriage ministry. And um out of that 56 couples over the last five years, we've had one go through divorce. And as you get to know that couple, they, I think they were using grace marriage as a last uh, hope to maybe be rescued. So that's just been a, a personal experience out of 56 couples in five years that have participated in grace marriage, only one's gone through the road of divorce. Yeah, there's a question.
1: the question just came on that um, average cost a couple in a church to participate. You know, like it's it's 99 a year for the small group 200 a year for the quarterly um and the um and we, we tell you look our church will give you your very best four dates of the year at, the, at probably less than the cost of a day and we'll guarantee you'll connect more you'll laugh more and you'll leave more excited into each other than you do any other date the rest of the year and we can virtually guarantee that for a couple because that's been the case for Marilyn and I virtually every session for 10 years
4: Brad, I appreciate uh, you answering my question i I totally believe that um, the way Christians can do marriages can be one of our greatest evangelistic uh, tools, you know as as the community sees uh, that that Christians do marriage well. And so I really applaud what you're doing um, I, I think your model is is brilliant. My my wife and I, I I'm a clinical psychologist. My wife is a marriage and family therapist, and and we do go in and uh, do marriage conferences. But but the reality is, you know, the truth is, we we are kind of a steroid shot, as you you know aptly described it. You know, um, people people get enthusiastic, and uh, you know it, it can it can be an event that turns a couple around, but it's, it's the consistency of your program that is really going to win the day. And so I I really applaud what you're doing. And, uh, and I I think it, it's just when you said 80% of churches have no marriage ministry budget. um, I just, I just think that that's a really good, uh, you know, uh, evangelistic outreach for churches.
1: And, and Dr. Beavis, when when I was really launching Grace Marriage, I met with a PhD counselor out at Louisville. He said, if a church gets a couple together four hours every 90 days to talk big picture and plan, you've already won. I mean, it's like, if you get people to prioritize and plan like that as a church, you're shepherding and you win. So, I mean, you're you're right on it, Dr. Beavis. And a question from James Young, can you talk more about the way churches have done pilots for the program Uh, some of them will do what they call launch groups where they'll, they'll, they'll bring together like their key leaders and their staff and then do a group, do a group together to create buy in and excitement so that their launch is more broad and effective. Uh, Some churches now are moving toward more and more making it an employee benefit and shepherding their staff where they have their staff part of part of being on staff here is being in grace marriage. You have to come to quarterly staff meetings. You have to do this, and you have to take care of your marriage because we want to we want to create a culture of healthy marriage among our staff. So that's been a movement as well.
0: I would just say, if anybody wants more uh, hands on about how you pilot, I'd be glad to have a conversation and go in depth and detail about how we launched it. I'd be glad to chat with you at another call. Be great to chat with anybody.
2: Yeah, and the other thing that you're doing, you know, obviously we want to prevent marriage crisis and getting couples to invest is going to prevent a lot of those things, but crisis still comes, whether it's mental health crisis, whether it's child crisis, whether it's, you know, so there's a lot of things that, that you may not be able to prevent, but you're giving them the resources to be able to navigate those challenging times. And I'll share with you because I don't know any of you, but my wife had a mental health crisis two years ago and bailed on our family, like completely bailed. I, I've, we've been in grace marriage for years. There was no way that I could see a manic episode coming on, but she broke. But our marriage is not to, it is together today and is strong and she is fully restored because God used grace marriage. God helped me to understand a while we were yet sinners mentality and have a redemptive posture and to go after my bride as Christ went after the church. I wouldn't have had that if it wasn't coming through Grace Marriage. So it equipped me to walk through with three kids the hardest time that I've ever, ever faced. But my wife was headlong running towards hell. And if I didn't know how to love her well in that moment, we wouldn't be together today. And that's also some of the things that you're preparing couples, you're preparing them to walk through trials that they may not see coming. Um, they're pouring into their marriage, they're pouring into their family to keep it strong through the tough times in life.
1: And it's, and, and from a children youth standpoint too, is when that marriage breaks down I and mean, it just scrambles the kiddos. up, it's rough. You know, It's rough on kids and it's, my wife was a counselor and she counseled children and is like, so frustrating because she's had love the kids and pour in the kids and make progress and they go home, they come back and they they're where they were before I met with them. It was like hard to make progress. And she's like, unless we make progress in the home, they're growing up in, it's really hard to win a child youth level. Just real
5: quick. From the wife standpoint who has been super blessed through grace marriage thank you um brad love his wife marilyn um she's an amazing lady jeremy i don't know your wife Mm -hmm. and um thank you for sharing that because that's um super um heartfelt i would say this i would say that grace marriage with the with the title of what it is has done more for brian and i i think in our marriage than ever before And if nothing else, there's this um, constant thought in my mind that is um, to give grace, right? That is, we walk through every single day of being um, the ministers of Centerpoint Christian Church, and we hit hard times, and you just, you know, you're up against a wall sometimes, or you're just done. The word grace just is constantly floating back in my head, and that's because of um, our involvement with grace marriage. So from a pastor's wife, men, gentlemen, um, I would say that this is one of the best things that Brian's not only done for our church, but for us. And if nothing else, if nothing else, spend time looking to see what, how, if this is something that you can use, I believe it is. But as the wife who says, all right, here comes grace marriage. Every single lady in our grace Mar- in our church who's in grace marriage is like, grace marriage is next week. Every- all the women get super excited about it. And I know that the men do too, because there's benefits after for the guys too. You know, you're talking about being intimate again. You're talking, I'm just being real. Everybody talks. Everybody has a great time. And then you go home and it's like, hello, it's time to, it's just really time to spend some good time together. So there's a lot of benefits. It's a good thing. <laughs>
4: Well, uh, Brianna, thank you for for uh, for contributing that. That's uh, that's particularly helpful. Um, and Jeremy, yeah, that that you made yourself really vulnerable there, but uh, that's what makes connection. So thank you for sharing. Uh, you know, so it, it seems to me that it, it's like the two hundred dollars. Is that the max investment for for a couple that that gets you the top tier?
2: Yes. Yes, yeah, so that's our quarterly model, and it's just the difference between the two models. But yeah, they're they're investing two hundred dollars a year in their marriage.
4: All right. Well, that's that's less than one marriage counseling session. So uh, I think the what you're doing is you're imprinting resiliency factors into marriage, so that you position yourself for a better outcome. Should you, you know, in the in the in the inevitable event of going through really tough times, uh, Brad, you shared that your January was particularly, uh, stressful and yet the, uh, resiliency factors that you had have enabled you to, uh, to survive. And even, I think you said you kind of came out of that with your, your marriage, even going to a, a new level. So, um, it's just, it's really good marriage insurance. And for 200 bucks, A year my goodness marriage counseling is tough and uh you know when 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 couples come in to my office you know they it's like why why did you wait until your marital house has burned to the ground you know why did why didn't you come in when there was just a little kitchen fire um so you know i just i again i i think uh is a really good uh, ins- uh, marital insurance policy, 200 bucks a year. It's, it's, awesome. Mm-hmm.
6: it's awesome. Jeremy, Renee Little, thank you and Brad so much for coming today. And uh, I just, you're blowing my mind right now with the chat room in that you are providing church leaders with complimentary access to grace marriage at home. Uh, we are a lending group. We're a, we're a bank, but we love so much every single church leader that we work with, that it is not just a lending relationship to us. It is a partnership. It's a relationship. It's a friendship. And so we just get so involved in so many churches and we just love them so much. And I just, I want to pour into all their marriages. It's on my heart in a big way. And I just, you're blowing my mind with your comment. Like, are you telling me that all the churches that we work with, I can tell them, go to this link and sign up and get involved today. This is a resource that's available to you. Yep. Okay. Well, you have like made my day as an understatement and I'm yes. so excited.
2: And right now, right now there's, there's three, three years of, uh, of content in there that we've built up so far. Um, so every month they'll get content coming to them and we're continuing to add more and more to that.
6: Thank you. What you guys are doing um, is a really, really good thing.
0: I want to like to add in, I know we got a couple more minutes. Just when Brad and I sat in that room here at Centerpoint and the question he asked me, that was kind of the knock between the eyes. He said, Brian, how much money do you guys put in your children's ministry budget? I think at the time it was about eight or nine grand. He said, how much do you put in your student ministry budget? I said, I don't know, it's 10, 11 grand. And then he said, how much money is in your marriage budget? And I think our line item was zero. And I took that further and went, what about time budget? When you think about all the time you put in a children's ministry between Sunday morning, uh, other activities, student ministry, Sunday morning, Sunday night, all the trips. And then you put a time budget to what we were investing in marriage. It was nil. It was, it was. It was it was small amounts. It was rescue. It was a class every now and then. And it was convicting, guys. It was just downright convicting. And Brad said, Brian, you can keep doing that, but you're never going to really do good ministry to children or youth if you don't get this in line. And I appreciated a conversation, and it was one of those handful of conversations I said earlier. I appreciated a conversation of someone who was bold enough to look me in the eyes of the pastor and say, If you don't get this in line, your ministry at your church could continue to struggle. Our children's ministry and our student ministry right now are probably the most vibrant and life-giving they have been in the life of 18 years of ministry. Um, And it's because for five years now, we've been pouring into marriages. Uh, I, I just cannot overexpress how much our church has changed in five years. And Brad um and Jeremy have been a major part of that just by saying invest in marriages. So that's why I wanted to see about getting them on here. And Renee, I thank you for quickly saying yeah, let's do it. Man, let's get these guys on here. And uh we're going to be at Renew. Um they're they're trying to get their name into our Christian church tribe. They want to be a uh, part of us uh with their ministry. We'll be at Renew this year. Probably maybe if uh, time to work out be at iCom. Stop by and meet us. Uh, Those of us are there. And uh, we're here to help you. And I'm here as a pastor to pastor talk, minister to minister. And let's get on a call or something. Let's just chat about it. I'll share you you everything I'm willing to do. And I can promise you, it's not been much on my plate, really, because they support you so well. And they helped us recruit some people and show us how to do that. And it's been a lay-led ministry at our church, but it's been phenomenal. So, Brian, what do you say?
2: Brian, was it you that said, may I never have more in my landscaping budget than I do my marriage ministry budget?
0: Uh, no, I don't think that was me. <laughs> okay.
1: Brian, I do remember you saying, Brian, you said the only thing I'm missing in my marriage ministry is the marriage itself. Um, Say that again, Brad. You said, you, you you pointed out you did premarital in crisis and you before I left, you said, I realized the only thing I'm missing in my marriage ministry is the marriage.
3: Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Renee, let's make sure that uh, these guys get close, uh, booth close to Solomon of both uh, Renew and um, ICOM. We're the major sponsor of both events. So uh, yeah, try to get close to us because um, we'll be able to help you out. Great. Well, I really, go
6: ahead.
4: Oh, sorry, I'll jump in uh, real quick, guys. Um, I have a counseling session with a couple in uh, uh, at twelve o'clock, and this is this is the resource that I'm going to be recommending to them. So it's really timely. Thank you for what you're doing. I'm going to be recommending you a lot. Thank
1: you,
3: Dr. Beavis. Thank you, Dr. Wes. Our our goal is to put uh, Ellie out of business. Just so you know. <laughs>
4: i i i' sure she
3: i'm joking <laughs> that she would
4: she would love to get on a plane and go places where she doesn't have to work where she can enjoy the location so uh i i i I receive that doug
2: <laughs> yeah, feel free to shoot me an email if anybody wants any copies of the curriculum uh if you want to schedule a call, I can tell you more um, so we're here to serve you guys.
6: Well, church leaders, that's our challenge for the day. Uh, Number one, make sure you're investing in your own marriage. And number two, make sure that you are uh, discipling those in your church to invest in their marriage as well. Uh, Jeremy and Brad, thank you so much for showing up, for being a resource to the church uh, in a really big God-honoring way, and for being vulnerable yourselves, Uh, You just make yourselves approachable and real humans that need Jesus, which is what we all are.